Why do they do what they do? We're begging OPEC for oil now when we stopped ours. Why? Let's cut through all of it tonight and we'll talk about why on I'm Right. The president made clear that this is a commitment he's, he has made in the past, uh, that it's not in the interest of the United States, and that we want to try to address uh, our climate crisis while also creating uh, good-paying union jobs. He believes you can do both, uh, and he has been consistent about his opposition to the Keystone Pipeline. Hmm. That was them stopping the Keystone Pipeline. Biden administration also, as you remember, they've stopped any drilling for oil on federal lands. Okay, all right. It's clearly a climate change nut job administration. Of course, it's no big deal. Well, it's a big deal, but that's what they were doing. Well, that's weird because yesterday we cited the Biden administration calling for OPEC, that's foreign oil, to ramp up their production, citing higher gasoline costs if left unchecked, risk harming the ongoing global recovery. Now, keep in mind, I want you to keep this in mind, since just July of last year, July to July, gasoline is up 42%. 42%. Used cars are up 42%. Hotels up 24%. Airfare up 19%. Public transport, bacon up 11%. Milk and beef up 8 Even lettuce is up 5 Inflation currently 7.8% and rising and rising. Now, let's set all that stuff aside for a moment before we get to the consumer prices and everything else. Okay, so the Joe Biden administration comes in. They stop our domestic oil production, our transport of our domestic oil. Okay, they stop any oil on federal lands. All right. And now they're calling for foreign oil. And what I saw yesterday was a lot of people on the right, as all this information was starting to come out, I saw a lot of people on the right saying things like, what a hypocrite. This is hypocritical. This doesn't make any sense. I I don't understand. How could he do this? What? It makes perfect sense. If, if you saw Joe Biden stopping domestic oil production and then begging foreigners to ramp up theirs and you were confused, you thought it didn't make any sense, it's because you don't understand what you're dealing with here. You don't understand it at all. I've tried to explain this before. I'm going to explain this again. And I know, I know this hurts to hear. I know it does. And believe me, I know you think it does. It doesn't give me any pleasure to say this, but it is critical we understand what we're facing. When you say Joe Biden stopping domestic oil uh, and, and telling them to, to make more hurts America. They know. That's the idea. That's the idea. Why do you think, why do you think the border is wide open? Remember, they're spending a fortune making the border open. Why? That hurts America. By any measure, it hurts America. Why? Because it hurts America. Why would you crush oil production domestically? Because it hurts America. It hurts Americans. You, you and I, we occupy a house with these people. And you, you want the house to improve, right? 
house as it goes as it gets older it needs some things it's fresh go to paint whatever you want the house to improve they're not in there with you with different ideas on how to improve it oh i want to improve it too but i don't like the blue paint can we go with the red they're not in there with different ideas on how to improve it you're changing the drapes they're in the kitchen pouring gasoline on the floor and lighting matches that's the difference until you wrap your mind around that being what we're facing you'll never be able to to take these people on ever that's what we're facing when you point to their policies and tell them this is wrecking the country you might as well we might as well go up to a chef and say that meal it was delicious they know you're not rattling them when you point out these prices you're not rattling them at all the consumer price index it's up half a point from last month, 5.4% from last year. 5.4%. Here's what Joe Biden had to say about it, by the way. Today, I'm pleased to share more good news with the American people. The latest report on consumer price shows, prices show that we've expanded some easing. Uh, we, excuse me, the expected easing we thought was going to come has increased, that we are, we've seen a good monthly report. Mr. Producer, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I do the best I can not to be harsh. Would you mind playing that again for me and the viewers so we can try to unpack what the Commander-in-Chief is trying to say there? Today, I'm pleased to share more good news with the American people. The latest report on consumer price shows, prices show, that we've expanded some easing, uh, we, excuse me, the expected easing we thought was going to come has increased, that we are, we've seen a good monthly report. Oh, well, that clears that up. <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to say. I do know when you get to the point CNN is calling you out, that's not good. Of course, companies are paying workers more these days. Unfortunately, those fatter paychecks are not going as far because of inflation. In fact, compensation is now less than it was in December of 2019, adjusted for inflation, according to Harvard University. Hmm. That's weird. Let's pause for just one moment on that, because I want to explain something to people. Since no one teaches economics anymore in this country, allow me to do just a really basic course for you here what you earn actually is not nearly as important as what you earn in relation to the cost of goods and services around you. You see, if I were to give you $100 and put you in New York City and say, have fun living, you're going to last till lunch, maybe. If I were to give you $100 and put you in some remote third world country, probably do pretty well for yourself for a few days. It's what you earn in relation to the cost of goods and services around you. Well, what we've done is not only destroy the value of that dollar you have, the value of that $100 by our absurd spending with no money backing it up, we've also increased the cost of goods and services around everybody. Now, what's this doing? What's this really doing? It's doing everything the communists have ever wanted. It destroys the middle class. You see, communists hate the middle class. They always have. They love the ultra-rich. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complete misnomer that they don't like the ultra-rich. The ultra-rich will side with whoever's in charge of the regime. The communists have always known the ultra-rich will come along. And they love the super-poor. 
poor, not as happy with your place in life, you're easier to convince. Who they hate has always been, the Soviets did too, have always hated the middle class. Why? You don't need the government. You're not super wealthy enough to align yourself with these scumbags, but you're not poor and miserable, so you're not going to allow them to take what's yours. So they've always set their sights on the middle class. That's what these prices are doing. When you say gas goes up 42%, the super poor guy doesn't feel that. He's taking a bus. Super rich guy doesn't feel that. You could raise gas prices 142%. He would never know. He would never know. Who feels that? Family of four, making 80, 90 grand a year. Couple used cars, making a house payment. Vacation once every three or four years. Kids just had to spend some money to go back to school. He's got a cable bill. He can't afford it. They know. They're driving the middle class down into poverty. And they're not doing it on accident. Again, they know they're doing it on purpose. Now, it's not good, right? Joe Biden doing terribly on the economy. 86%, this is according to a Fox News poll, of registered voters are now concerned about inflation compared to 83 in just June. 79% of voters blame government, policy, government economic policies for rising prices and his approval rating is sunk to a record low average of 49%. Now, that's bad if you're the Democrats. Remember, you got a midterm election coming up here, about a year, and then you have a presidential election. You don't, you don't think about it because it feels like we just had one. Presidential election's three years away. It's not that far. you got a presidential election coming. And the president, uh, Joe Biden, he's not going to be there. It's going to be Kamala Harris. President Pudding Brain is not standing for re-election, whether he's still president then or not. He, they are going to shuffle him off to Boca Raton and forget he ever existed. So what are you stuck with? Well, you're stuck with Kamala Harris. And that's not good because everybody this side of Willie Brown hates Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, she's one of the most unlikable VPs of all time. Remember, vice president is like the backup quarterback. He's always the most popular guy in town. Why? He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have any responsibilities. So everyone looks at him and thinks, oh, wow, I bet he's better than that bum who just threw the interception. VPs are always popular. Not Kamala. Her approval's actually down 8%. It's now at 41%. You know how hard it is to reduce your approval level as vice president? You don't do anything. But every time she opens her mouth, well, not every time, but most of the time she opens her mouth, people hate it. People absolutely despise it. The New York Post reported Kamala's so unpopular, they've consulted Hillary Clinton staffers for lessons in likability. Wrap your mind around that. Hillary Clinton is one of the most unlikable politicians of all time. It's, it's why it's, it's shocking she was ever able to achieve anything. I mean, she was handed Senate in, in New York. She was handed Secretary of State. But she was supposed to win the presidential election twice, remember? People forget Hillary Clinton was the runaway favorite in both those races, and she lost it. Because Hillary Clinton's an unlikable hag. Everyone loved Bill. No one actually liked Hillary. And Kamala's team looked at Hillary and said, wow, we get her in here to help us out? When you're consulting Hillary Clinton, man, you're underwater. It's where we are. Now... I'm excited about this. We have Representative Devin Nunes joining us next. He's been all over this big tech stuff, FBI. I mean, what in the world is going on in this country? All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, here's something for you. 
Jake's Mint Chew. Jake's Mint Chew is here to help. And I'm not telling you this as somebody who's just seen it, heard about it. Shoot, you can ask my wife. I had one in last night. I dipped forever. Once you've dipped for long enough, you, you don't ever lose the craving completely. So when I get a craving, I simply grab a Jake's Mint Chew. I get the CBD pouches. It's nicotine free. It's tobacco free. It's even sugar free. I can throw one in without getting nagged at. I can throw two in if I want. And it takes that edge off and makes it so I don't ever start up again. If you're trying to quit or you're worried about starting again, go to jakesmintchew.com right now. Use the promo code JESSE. That'll get you 10% off. All right, we'll be right back with Devin Nunes. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not, not this time, I choose freedom? Okay. Pretty nice speech there by Senator Rand Paul, right? I mean, fairly benign, I would say, not exactly calling for violence, and yet banned from YouTube. Joining me now to talk about that and many other things is one of the great congressmen out there, Devin Nunes of California. Congressman, what doesn't get you banned these days from the right? Do you have to just simply take the calming line on everything or you're gone? Well, look, this is why I left YouTube over a year ago and was, was the first conservative actually to go to Rumble. This was precisely why, Jesse, because I discovered that and when I was doing my small little podcast, video podcast, and I seemed like seemed like it was going well and I didn't know any better, but I would start out at when, from my first video cast that I would put out and slowly over time, uh, they were getting down to almost zero. And I said, what the hell's going on here? So I called up uh, Rumble. I found this other video site and said, hey, if I just go to the search bar and type my name, uh, will you find the Devin Nunes podcast? And you know, he actually thought I was a little crazy for even asking the question. And I said, well, because if you go to Google or YouTube, you won't find my name. So look, I, I'm I, I'm happy that conservatives and Republicans across the country are, are now figuring this out uh, because we've got to make sure that we get every conservative off of these fake news and tech oligarch platforms so that we can get around over, under, uh, uh, over the top, whatever you want to say, to try to reach the average American who needs to learn the truth of what's actually happening uh, in this government by socialists. What is actually happening in the government as it relates to their relationship with big tech? Because they look like one entity right now, which is frightening yeah. to think about, but they look like one entity. They, they look like they serve each other's purposes at all times. Am I overplaying that? No, I, look, I think there's a there's a lot of explaining to do here. So let's just start with the easiest one because I think it's the most outrageous and it has to do with the 2020 election. And that is that Zuckerberg, Facebook, put in $350 million that we know of that went to just a few states that happened to be the states that Donald Trump barely lost. Now, just to put it in perspective, $350 million is roughly about a third of what the entire Republican National Committee raised, put in by one guy that went into just what we can tell about 10 counties in the United States of America. That is real money. Now, supposedly it was for nonprofit, but we know that people ended up, that money was used to get into uh, and you know supposedly help out on voter suppression. So uh, that's probably the worst because it, it's so much money. 
well i should say that's the worst on the money side probably the nd worst is is how they've been how they completely banned president trump and other conservative outlets from places like twitter and fake book and instagram and everything else just unprecedented to ban a world leader i mean the leader of the free world as as a matter of fact so uh we could go on and on i could do a couple hours with you jesse if you wanted me to on this Congressman, maybe this is the least important question. Maybe it's the most important question, but why? I mean, Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, all these guys, they are so committed and all in to shutting up the right at any cost. Why? Look, I think it's because they're part of this. uh, they're, They're totalitarians. They want power. These are some of the richest not only if it's companies, they're definitely the richest companies in the history of the United States, but also they're bigger than most countries. The, the, the amount of money and the revenue and the gold they have are bigger than some of the biggest empires in the history of the world in today's dollars. So this is all about totalitarian control. Uh, they love having the socialists like Pelosi, like Newsom in charge, because they know they can go write a $350 million check and buy them because these are companies that have become, they're, they're really, I call them oligarchs, they're monopolies, in order for them to keep their gold and treasure and their monopoly on people, they wanna have a, a relationship with a socialist government. That's what's really going on here, and I think the American people are slowly figuring it out, but it's a, it takes a lot of work to get that message out to people. Congressman, there are a lot of scary, dangerous, dangerous things going on in the country right now. I've argued there's nothing more dangerous than our federal law enforcement and federal spy agencies apparently becoming a political arm for the Democratic Party. Whatever people think about Tucker Carlson, he happens to be a personal friend of mine, but whatever people think about it, the NSA spied on his information and leaked it to the American media, and how that isn't the biggest story still in the world to this day I will ever know. That is a frightening overreach of government. Well, and, and look, you have to go back. This has been going on for about five years. I could even make an argument that it's actually been going on for seven years. But let's just take the last five years where they took the intelligence apparatus and turned it against Republicans in the Trump campaign, so much so to end up with a special counsel to actually impeach a president over something that it wasn't the Republicans or the Trump administration that was doing it. It was the Democrats who were doing it. They were the ones that had teamed up with the FBI. Uh, They were working with Russians. They were taking Russian disinformation and using it to open up an investigation into Republicans, using the intelligence apparatus against us. Uh, We can talk about the leak of General Flynn's phone call. We can talk about all, all the unmaskings. That was all the work that we uncovered. So look, we've been uh, tasked to investigate the issue with Tucker Carlson. We've been doing that. I can tell you we have an active investigation on many fronts into General Nakasone, who heads the National Security Agency. Uh, He's a major uh, character in this country with major problems because he's a complete tool of the Democratic Party. And I don't say that. That's just that's just not, uh, you know, just I'm not just calling names here. This is a guy who actually went after a Navy veteran uh, on January 20th, the man had just uh, re- had been promoted to a job at the National Security Agency. Uh, somebody told Nakasone they didn't want him. Donald Trump leaves the office, and this guy gets basically fired, put under a phony investigation. Sound familiar? 
and loses loses his job has to has to resign uh, these are the types of activities that General Nakasone is involved with. He's a bad character. He's a dishonest character. And it's scary that he's running what is arguably the most powerful intelligence gathering operation in the history of the planet. Can these agencies be fixed? I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, Congressman. I grew up wanting a blue FBI jacket on with the, with the letters in the back. Now somebody says FBI to me, I roll my eyes. I, I want an FBI I can trust. I want an NSA I can trust. How can I trust them if they're never going to hold anybody in there accountable? All these guys get off scot-free. Can they be fixed? Look, I, I don't know the answer to that question uh, off the top of my head. I, I, I worry about that every, every day. I worry about it for the safety of our citizens, for the safety of, of our country. Uh, because we do, as you said, we need a strong FBI. We need a strong NSA because we know what China and Russia and what their capabilities are, but not if it comes at the expense of our liberties, specifically if they're getting in bed with the Socialist Democratic Party playing politics. And that's what it appears like they're doing, at least at the at the tops of these agencies. Now, look, there's a, the Durham investigation is ongoing. We've made 14 criminal referrals through our investigation. Uh, Durham could bring a lot of this down, uh, but look, then we're gonna need courts that are actually going to not only uh, take these charges, but then try these criminals uh, and lock them up in jail. I mean, that would be a big start. Uh, but look, we're at we're in a dangerous place right now because we have the Democratic Socialist Party getting more and more totalitarian, teaming up with fake news, teaming up with the tech oligarchs like we just talked about. So the future uh, is definitely dark, and it's going to take a lot more fighting every day, which is what you know I try to get up and do to try to hold these uh, sinister characters accountable. All right, what's going on with you and Rachel Maddow? Well, look, this is just, uh, it's just ongoing. About, uh, you know, two years ago, uh, I just said enough is enough. I'm tired of the fake news smearing me, slandering me, uh, slandering my staff, and putting me, my family, and my staff in danger. And it's all basically over kind of the big picture story that somehow... Uh, House Republicans, specifically on the Intelligence Committee, are somehow intertwined with Vladimir Putin in Russia. Uh, this was concocted, fake news concocted by the Democrats, by the Clinton campaign, and they never have let it go. And so for whatever reason, a few months ago, Maddow woke up on the wrong side of the bed uh, and decided to go out and make crazy accusations, calling me essentially a, a traitor to my own country, treasonous, obstructing justice, when nothing could be further from the truth. And she should have known it because there were numerous news agencies, even fake ones, who had covered the real story that we were investigating Russian and Ukrainians uh, for disinformation. It was a counterintelligence investigation that we were conducting. We were actually the ones who tipped off the FBI and the Department of Justice to this. So why months later she would wake up on a, on, on a day and just decide to smear me? Uh, I have no idea why the hell she did it. But this has to stop because every day this goes on with this nonsense out there, uh, I have rank and file Americans who really believe this crazy poison that she puts out. Well, go get them, Congressman. Congressman Devin Nunes, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you. Jesse, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Crazy. I mean, look, where we're at right now is crazy. Wait to. <laughs> Wait till we get to all the mandate madness going on in this country. We'll talk about that here in a second. But first, home title theft is a really, really, really big crime. 
It's sweeping this country. And part of the reason it's sweeping the country is people don't even know about it. If you have a home, if you own a home, your title is online. It is online. And these cyber crooks, they spend every waking moment looking for it. You might already be a victim of home title theft. You might be a month or two away from getting evicted and you would never know. There's a, there's a solution, though. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up today. While you're there, I have a free offer for you. Put in your address. Put in your address and you'll be able to see if you're already a victim. It even gives you a whole history of your title. That's a $100 value free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Put in that address today. All right, Mandate Madness. Next. Hang on. What's the name of the show? Real quick, without looking at this TV screen behind me, what's the name of the show? What's it called again? I'm right. Now, why did we call it that? Well, the main reason is because I'm arrogant. But the other reason is because I'm right all the time. Remember remember back when New York City, they came up with their New York City vaccine passport? Bill de Blasio, that idiot, went on television and said, hey, New York's a great place. Got all the fun restaurants and concerts and stuff. You just go out, you get the passport. You can enjoy it all. But if you don't, stay home, scumbag, because you don't get to do any of it. Remember? And you remember what I said? I came on TV that night right here on this show. What did I tell you? I said, this is a bigger deal than you think it is. Not for New York City, but because New York City is the most important city in the United States of America. And now other cities are going to follow suit. They will take New York doing this as the lead and they'll draft off of it. And this is going to spread like wildfire. Well, surprise, surprise. I'm right again. San Francisco came out today. Starting August 20th. Yeah, that's right. Vaccine passports. And if you think it stops in San Francisco, you've got another thing coming. And before I get to all the other mandate madness, I will just say as a quick brief side note, this is how we fracture a nation. These cities, these blue areas going all in with the lockdowns and the passports and the mandates, people are gonna keep leaving and the country itself is gonna continue to pull apart. It is inevitable. And I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe this thing is happening in our lifetime. But it's not just San Francisco. This governor of Hawaii, quote, social gatherings will, he's new lockdown stuff, social gatherings will be limited to no more than 10 indoors, 25 outdoors. Patrons in restaurants, bars, establishments must remain seated with parties maintaining six feet of distance. I love this part. No mingling. And masks must be worn unless actively eating. Now, maybe you could excuse him, right? I mean, he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know lockdowns don't work. I mean, people are dying in droves in Hawaii, aren't they? Yeah, um, this is a chart. This is COVID deaths in Hawaii. There haven't been more than five deaths per day in Hawaii since the pandemic began. You know what the daily average is in Hawaii? All these crazy new measures. You know what the daily average is? One. One. But no mingling. Haven't you heard? You might die. No mingling. There's no, there's no sanity anymore. Washington, D.C. is threatening to do this until Thanksgiving. They're not even doing the 15 days anymore. I love it. I love it how naked it all is now. The mask is off. 
Ah, oh, there's no more 15 days. Just, just pick a holiday. We'll pick a random holiday. I love it. I would love to sit down and talk to these people, too. How'd you come up with Thanksgiving? Well, uh, the, the experts. Now, what experts? What expert pointed to that day on the calendar? It's very convenient and said, this is the day. Do you have, do you have experts, really? Or are you all making this up as you go because you have no idea what's going on? None. Absolutely none. But look, what we've totally lost in this country is the idea, the concept of freedom, individual freedom. I've talked to, to you about this before. I'll tell you it again. This is not something you just sing during the Star Spangled Banner. This is not just some hokey freedom idea. You have individual freedom. You have individual rights here in the United States of America. You do. Individual rights. Um, why don't these people know it? I, I mean, they're coming right out and saying it. Here's Governor Schwarzenegger. Gosh, geez. But I think people should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Screw your freedom? Everything else aside, politicians in the United States of America now feel comfortable saying those words? Why do they feel comfortable saying those words to us? Screw your freedom? Oh, it's not just Schwarzenegger, it's everybody. Of course, Gavin Newsom, in the middle of a recall campaign, what has he announced? Over 320,000 teachers and staffers will have to get the vaccine or be tested regularly. Yeah, I don't know how well that recall campaign is going to turn out for Gavin Newsom. He was already underwater. I love it. Was he under the impression he was underwater because he hasn't been enough of a tyrant? I mean, how out of touch can these people be? Gavin Newsom really went home last night and said, you know, these people are mad. What they want is more mandates. What do you want, what do you want me to do? There's nothing you can do about these morons. All right. We got Teddy Daniels coming up next. Just... Just stay tuned for Teddy Daniels. I promise you'll enjoy it. But first and foremost, your holster matters. It matters as much as that weapon because if the holster fails, nothing else matters. You're dead. And these holsters, I've seen it time and time and time again. These foreign-made garbage holsters, they make in bulk. They break, they snap off, they don't perform. Northwest Reten Retention Systems is not only American-made, Everyone is custom made, custom made. Everything I carry is from Northwest Retention Systems. Go to nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That'll get you 10% off. We'll be back. That's better, Teddy. Look at you now. See, if you don't do it our way, we won't back you. We pick who wins and loses around here. You know what? I'm not doing this fake, phony, elitist BS. It's not me. I don't need you, and I'm not gonna let you clowns muscle me. I'm not doing this for you. 
I'm Teddy Daniels, and I'm running for Congress in Scranton, Pennsylvania. You know, Joe Biden's hometown. I despise swampy, sellout politicians, and that's exactly why I'm running. Joining me now, look, I encourage you to go watch the rest of the ad and support his campaign, is Teddy Daniels. He is a pro-Trump Republican running in Pennsylvania's 8th Congressional District. Teddy, I've got to ask, who came up with the idea for that ad that took the internet by storm a couple weeks ago? Oh, brother, thanks for having me on. That was actually my idea. Um, the, the feeling on the ground, Jesse, is that, you know, the... The rhino sellout Republicans are doing more damage than the left, if not just oh, yeah. as, uh, uh, as much as the left is. So, you know, we really wanted to point that out, uh, how the, the establishment politicians, they got their little country club clicks and they want to they wanna hand choose and pick who can win and who they can get behind and they want puppets that they can control. And I think the whole point of the ad is to show that I'm not a puppet, buddy. Teddy, is that what's broken? I, I mean, what I get so much emails to my TV show and my radio show is people trying to figure out what's broken. They know something bad is wrong. They can feel it. They can't put a word on it, though. What is broken right now in the country? It, it's it's the bought and paid for system, okay? And that's exactly what it is. It's the, it's the puppet strings that are attached to these politicians. Um, you, you look at the 19 Republican senators who just sold our children's future down the drain uh, by voting on this infrastructure bill. So, you know, these guys, they're in D.C. I feel like they're in a bubble. They don't really understand what's going on on the ground. And every two years, every four years, every six years, you hear politicians running around talking about kitchen table issues. These guys are multimillionaires. What do they really know? about kitchen table issues that real families go through. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, and I'll tell you, having been to D.C. several times, they are so shockingly out of touch. They're not out of touch, they're shockingly out of touch. But there are Republicans out there right now, Teddy, I see it all over the country right now, running on taxes. They think taxes are the thing that most people are concerned about. I love low taxes as much as the next yep. guy. I don't think it's in the top 10 of the average person on the right right now as far as things they're worried about. No, you're absolutely right. And you look at the culture shift to the extreme left. That's what's on a lot of people's minds right now. And, you know, the whole attacking masculinity, uh, critical race theory, things of that nature are, are forefront topics that, that are on the table. You know, uh, the whole mask and vaccine issue. My wife was just at a school board meeting last night. My, my youngest son is four, and he's to start preschool. And they said, well, masks are optional in school, but they're mandatory on the bus. So my wife and I last night, we had a kitchen table issue. What do we do? Do we homeschool? Do we put them somewhere privately? Or do we arrange private transportation for school? I'm not going to put a mask on my four-year-old son so somebody else can feel safe. And, and, and those are the issues right now that are making their way into everyone's home. No, they are. They are. I'll tell you, we had a conversation in our house. By the grace of God, our school went against the mask mandates. But we had the Good. same kitchen table talk in our house. What in the world are we going to do? Are we homeschooling now? What are we, what are we doing if they, if, they, if they come down? All right, Teddy, you are a decorated combat veteran. Semper Fi, by the way, thank you for your service. 
Military vaccines. Apparently, they're going to be mandated. Now, I'm, I'm floored wondering how this can possibly even be legal. But look, when I was a young Marine, a lot thinner than I was now, or than I am now, we took whatever they gave us and didn't really have a choice. Do these guys have a choice? Well, brother, you know, and, and thank you for your service as well. And, and obviously, when I was in the military, I was much thinner than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, a couple bullets will do that to you, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, 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 unfortunately, in the military, they don't have a choice. But I think if we dig a little deeper, you know, could this void their enlistment contract? When they enlisted into the military, you know, there was nothing in their contract about a a COVID vaccine, an experimental vaccine. You know, could this void that? I don't know, that's for lawyers to, to take a look at. But I'll tell you this, and you're aware, you know, only about 10% of the US population is even physically fit enough to serve in the armed forces. This is the population that is least affected by any type of COVID or COVID variant. So I, I think it's creating a problem where there isn't one. Teddy, on a macro level, the nation as a whole, how did we lose our minds so fast over this thing? I mean, it, it happened so fast. It, it, the panic just set in immediately. There was no rational thought. There was no study, are kids vulnerable? Is every adult vulnerable? Is, an in, is this person vulnerable? How do we treat this person? How do we protect this person? There was nothing. It was just simply racing right off the cliff as fast as possible. And I'll be honest, a year and a half later, I'm still stunned at it, stunned at the irrationality I saw. I, I think the problem is is the the virus and the vaccine uh, immediately, as first as it was known, was made political. And it became a political issue over a public safety issue. And, and, and that's what happened with the situation. Um, you know, again, in, in my situation with my son, trust the science. He's got to wear a mask on a bus, but yet run around at school all day with the same kids that he rode the bus with, with no mask, and then get back on the on the bus and put a mask on. It, it, it is just absolute lunacy. You have big tech uh, censoring dissenting opinions. You have the mainstream media pushing out their narrative. And now the Biden administration appears to be doing, uh, you know, more divisive tactics with vaxxers versus non-vaxxers. You know, we have gone from two weeks here in Pennsylvania, it was a, an initial two-week shutdown to slow the curb, um, to now, over a year later, show me your papers to get into a restaurant in New York City. That's how far it's gone. Teddy, speaking of public safety, I know you're a former police officer. Thank you again for that, by the way. These murder rates, I mean, murder rate up 327% in Portland. That might be the most jaw-dropping crime stat I have ever heard in my entire life. Philadelphia up 25%. I obviously know you're a Pennsylvania guy. New York is way up. I believe it's 25%. I don't remember the numbers. It's, it's skyrocketing across the country. I mean, I remember about 15 minutes ago, every Democrat, every entity in the country, and half the Republicans were demonizing cops as a bunch of racist monsters out there hunting down black men for sport. I don't yep. see very many of those same people saying, ooh, I guess I missed the boat on that one. Well, they're not going to because it doesn't fit the narrative. And the problem is, is since the left and the mainstream media started uh, vilifying 
law enforcement and started vilifying police officers. Brother, I, I wore the badge for 15 years. I worked the streets. I worked narcotics. And you have to be proactive. Uh, New York City, I believe it was, took away the qualified immunity for law enforcement. Cops are not going to be proactive anymore if they go out and they do their job and somebody films something that may be a little bit out of line and they get canceled, they get vilified, they get sued, they lose everything. And, and I can tell you this, it's one of the toughest, most honorable jobs out there. I couldn't do this job today. There is no way I could do it. But right now, cops are taking a hands-off approach and they're saying, it's not worth the BS for me to lose my house, lose my family, lose my job, and have my face plastered all over the media. Like that officer in Cleveland who shot that knife-wielding girl. LeBron James tweets a picture of him out. Like that, that's ridiculous. That's uncalled for. And, and, and that's the kind of stupidity that needs to stop in this country. You saw the Cori Bush video. Okay, she pays $200,000 a year for private security, but we need to defund the police. Well, what about the folks she represents in St. Louis? Can they all afford $200,000 a year for private security? No. And, and it just shows the hypocrisy from the left. Teddy, please give out your website so people can support you if they want. Brother, it's teddydanielspa.com. Teddy like the bear, Daniels like the bourbon, and PA the state. So teddydanielspa.com. I see you laughing, okay? I got to tell you this. My youngest son, his name is Jack Daniels. So <laughs> my wife is great. She let me do it. I got, a, I got a son named Jack Daniels. That's as good as it gets. My grandpa was named Jack. Teddy, I'm rooting for you. Come back soon, my brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's a good dude right there. All right, coming up next, we're going to pop some champagne, but first... I know what you do every single morning. You wake up, kiss the old lady, kiss the husband, morning, sweetie, and then you grab your phone and you start scrolling through all the different websites. I wonder what's going on here. What what's going on there. You know you don't have to do that anymore, right? We at the first, we took care of that for you. If you go to thefirsttv.com, you can sign up for our newsletter. Now, it's not boring. It's not lame. Believe me. It's all the sound bites. It's the video. It's the articles. It's all the news of the day condensed in one email you get every single morning. Go to thefirsttv.com and sign up today. All right. Champagne time. Next. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. We've all popped a bottle of champagne. Well, I take that back. All of us of age have popped a bottle of champagne at one point in our lives or another. And I will say this in defense of this woman in this video I'm about to show you, I think most of us have underestimated the bottle of champagne at least the first time we did it. Watch this video. Consider it a little PSA. Travis? Oh, okay. Thank you, Travis. We are so grateful. Oh, yeah. We're so grateful, Travis. Careful out there, folks. All right. Hey, before I forget, we have a special for you tomorrow. Don't miss it. I know we've done a bunch of specials for you. And they're obviously, as you, you love them. That's why we keep doing them. Tomorrow's, you're going to want to stay tuned for that one. I'll see you then.